Hello and welcome to What the Real Estate. I'm Chris Lennon. I'm Adam Talley. Uh, Chris, last episode, uh, we had Dan Gree Watts with us talking a little bit about um, the home buyer's approach to the mortgage world, um, what the market's doing, where we're seeing interest rates, and what a buyer should be looking at in a lender. Uh, yeah, this yes. episode, uh, happy to have you back, Dan. Glad um, to be here. We're going to talk a little bit about um, you know, what a current homeowner would look like and maybe dive into a little bit of the products that are available to people, uh, including some of the you know home buyers too, but more on the refinance side of it. So Right. And it's a, refinances have been interesting from what I've heard. You know, it's when it, As the mortgage rates have gone up, interest rates have gone up, you see less and less of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, ours, as they've started to drip down a little bit more, are you seeing people start to entertain that thought yet or not quite? Um, I mean, so, you know, my opinion here is every situation is different. So, you know, uh, one one of the things that I saw recently is uh, credit card debt is at an all-time high right now. And so even if you have a, you know, mortgage rate at 4%, hypothetically right now, um, and your credit cards are 20 plus percent, um, and so people sitting with that credit card debt, I had a client that uh, just reached out to me for a refinance. They got $45,000 of credit card debt, uh, all at 20 plus percent. Mm-hmm. Well, if you actually average that out, um, you know, bump into a six and a quarter, six and a half, if they buy a point or two down, um, we'll end up, you know, saving them a ton of money mm-hmm. monthly and long term because we're reducing that effective interest rate between all their debt. So um, not only that, you've seen car rates uh, go up, uh, mm-hmm. auto auto rates. So, you know, if you're looking at uh, and, and we have amassed uh, a ton of equity over the last, uh, you know, two or three yeah. years. So people have equity. So sometimes we can tap into that equity pay off an auto tour or, or, or two, a student loan, you know, some credit cards and put that all. I just saw, I just saw something uh, combining, um, you know, a car loan, credit card, roll it in into a current mortgage with a good rate would save the customer over $700 a month on this particular mm-hmm. scenario, mm-hmm. which then if you took that $700 and put it back in your mortgage, you'd have your mortgage paid off in 15 years. So that was kind of an interesting, yeah. uh, uh, save, thus saving even, you know, more, yeah, more money more. in the long run. So. And, yeah. That's for a thirty-year uh, mortgage that you'd pay off in fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that yeah. saves you a ton of money too right. when you're doing that. So fifteen yeah. years um, of interest goes a long way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously refinances slowed down quite a bit, which is normal when rates go up, kind of that, that payment shock. But um, now that we're starting, and again, when we talked last episode about, uh, you know, a, a recessionary period, usually the, the housing market um, sees some rebounding out of that. The reason behind that is, you know, uh, people leveraging their assets. Well, one of the biggest assets that people have is going to be a home. So you see a lot of people that will sell to get debt paid off um, and then buy something new and upgrade um, but they also now are debt free because of the equity that they've made or you know refinancing and getting that stuff paid off so i just had a conversation with a uh, customer uh end of last week and uh, the customer said should i hold off until interest rates come down and my thought is you find the right house later we'll find you the right interest rate so you pay a little more maybe uh, now but you secure the house and house values are going to go up so it's not like if you wait for lower rates, you're going to have lower house values. You're going to have higher house values. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and 
people are looking at what the the national media is saying mm-hmm. about yeah. you know what house values are doing in West Michigan. We're we're we talked many episodes about this, Chris, but being very unique in our market and, and home values continuing to rise. Maybe not at the same rate that we saw in 2020, 2021, right. early 2022. But I mean, even if you're going up six percent a year, that means you know on a three hundred thousand dollar house. Uh, I mean, in two years, you're up 12%, uh, which is quite a bit of money when, money when you talk about that. So, But even as we look at January, December, I mean, the the market was very different even then yeah. from what it is now. Yeah. We're really starting in West Michigan to see a pickup. Again. Uh, spring market sure. is here and, and it is hot. It is, it is very hot. hot. I mean, there is... my last client I was working with, there was multiple offer situation way way over yeah asking price i just i have a, a an agent that also is at your office that uh, has a listing in Comstock park right now and their highest offer she's got six offers were due at one and i don't know i talked to her at like 10 30 this morning but um and uh the highest offer was a hundred thousand dollars over asking i'm like geez oh peace um and that's the stuff that we're seeing right now not necessarily to you know talk buyers out of of getting into the market because right. value this is pushing values up so for current homeowners um it's and it's giving more value to them in their neighborhood but also you know for for people buying going back to you know last episode talking about buyers don't let that scare you it's obviously a little bit more competitive than you're paying but it is pushing values up even more and it's going to continue for the foreseeable future because we're still less than a month of inventory and, and a healthy market is, you know, five to six months of inventory. Right. Yeah. And we have talked about it, like you said, in previous episodes where the big thing is if you're, if you grew up in West Michigan, even in the Midwest in general, you're used to seeing lower home prices because that's what we had. But if you ever lived in a big city, yeah, all of a sudden the price of a home out there seems like it's astronomical compared yeah. to what you'd see here. And so the idea that they can't go up any higher is really flawed because we're looking at the wrong perspective. Well, it's funny. So I, I worked at a bank prior to joining Mortgage One. And at that bank, I was, um, anytime they bought a new bank, I was on like their relocation training team. So I got sent to Chicago um, to uh, help train a new branch. And they were complaining about their, their mortgage goal being $1.2 million a month. Um, whereas my goal in Rockford was like two and a half million dollars a month. Um, and I was like, well, what's your average purchase price here? And they're like, Oh, five and five fifty. And I was like, and you're complaining about 1.2. I was yeah, like, my goal is 2.2. And I've got, you know, my average purchase price at the time was like two twenty. Yeah. I was like, yeah. um, yeah. I would lo- let's trade. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. trade. You can yeah. have my right. values and yeah. my goals. Um, but that, that kind of talks to where, you know, values in bigger municipalities yeah, and absolutely. bigger cities yeah. were way ahead. And part of it is, um, with COVID, um, it pushed, you know, people working remote, um, it pushed to companies being more flexible and, um, relocations for employees and because they can work remote, um, and is pushing people here. Um, also, I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked a little bit about why our market's attractive, but, uh, it just continues to be one of the hottest markets in the U S yeah. 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 And values here for a long time were, uh, I, I want to say undervalued, yeah. you know, they, they should have been 10, 20% higher. Yeah. Uh, than they were. We were just uh, we were so used to and comfortable with you know, selling for for cheap. And uh, there was a lot of inventory back then, and less inventory it pushes uh, prices up. 
Well, part of it too is uh, population growth. We talked about, you know, especially West Michigan. You know, Michigan as a whole has seen population decrease, but West Michigan has seen an increase. And why is that? Well, um, you know, Grand Rapids is expected to be the next tech hub um, in the U.S. Which by 2030, that's what Grand Ra- the city awesome. of Grand Rapids' goal is. So uh, that's a huge thing. We've got you know all the colleges. Um, and for for homeowners, this means increasing values. Yeah, tech, um, tech and uh, and medical. Yeah, yeah, tech and medical are huge. Yeah. In manufacturing, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're so diverse. And you know, it's funny because you see all these manufacturing companies building these beautiful built. I mean, it's nuts if you go down like 68th Street, uh, yeah. right off of M6, yeah. right there. Like, you drive down there. There's all these new beautiful buildings. I'm like. Okay, they're doing good right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. Little known fact, Dan actually or, or runs a uh, trucking company too um, hmm. as part of his second day job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it's one of those things that... We don't have a beautiful building. No. <laughs> no I mean, your building's not bad though. No, it's no, not no, not the no. big, you know, yeah. million yeah. square foot warehouses yeah. that those ones do. Right. But yeah. um, Well, I'd love to jump back kind of... Revert back to our original conversation, <laughs> a little five-minute uh, side note. But um, with the refinancing idea, now last week we or last episode we had talked about what you should look for in a lender. When it comes to refis, are those any different in terms of what you should look for in a lender? Is there anything that people I, I think? Be on that? Yeah, you know, there's a few differences, but in, in general, it's kind of the same. You know, work with the lender you. You trust someone that's been referred to you, uh, do a comparison. Uh, I did a, a loan for a refinance for a customer who banked with a large national company and said, uh, hey, I'm going to check with my bank. And I said, fine, and came back and said, well, you had a lower rate and you got lower cost. And uh, uh, you know, we did his loan and he, he felt good about you know using us. So, uh, and, and some companies just do refinances uh, differently. Some are, some are better you know, at them or, or uh, some are, you know, not as great and uh, what have you. So yeah, check around and ask around and do, do a comparison. You know, I did a loan for a CPA uh, friend of mine and he goes, hey, just so you know, I'm going to check with, uh, you know, five different lenders. I said, fine, you know, and said, hey, hey you really got a good thing going here. I'm like, thanks. You know, we did his loan. So mm-hmm. that's a good feeling though, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about digging into products, right? Um, so um, when it comes to refinances, what products are available when you think of, you know, obviously conventional, everybody knows, but what other products can you use for a refinance? Well, and that's the first thing people think of is, is conventional and that, and that's a good product. Uh, we do a lot uh, with FHA as yeah. well in, in BA. Uh, BA is a product that if you're a veteran, you can do a, a, a really simple, low cost, easy refinance. Earl. Uh, an Earl. Earl. To get, it doesn't allow you cash out, but get your, your, your rate down. But they do have a, ref, a cash out option as well, too. So sometimes we refinance people just for rates. Sometimes in this more likely scenario, sometimes life circumstances happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're refinancing someone off the loan or there's a divorce situation, what have you. But what we're seeing a lot now is people come, come into us and they want to consolidate uh, debt. You know, uh, debt. Yeah. yeah, cars, student loans, credit cards, which, uh, you know, you mentioned were 20 plus percent. Uh, credit cards aren't getting cheaper. No, as far as that goes, no. uh, and they're not—they're not typically tax deductible, uh, where a lot of your mortgage interest is tax deductible. Yep. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, it definitely saves people money on monthly payment and interest when yeah. you're when you're looking at that. And that's what you know we're seeing a lot of is is that refinance for debt. Um, 
uh, lowering people's monthly payment because you're starting to feel the pinch from inflation, which yeah. again, we, we go back to where the market's at. Inflation is causing that recessionary period, which um, uh, refinancing with lower rates can get you out of because you're freeing up extra additional cash flow. But, um, you know, Dan, when you think of, of wealth, right, um, what other advice can you give to current homeowners about, you know, like building wealth and utilizing that equity? Yeah, well, your house is your number one, uh, uh, you know, wealth builder, and uh, we just read an article on that. That yeah. uh, you know, it's the uh, the thing you got to have in your your back pocket of your uh, financial you know toolkit. You've got to have that house, and then you get to a point, you get a certain amount of equity, plow that equity into a new house, a higher value, which is going to go up higher uh, percentage wise in value. So you know, a hundred thousand dollar house at a ten percent increase is going to be ten thousand. A two hundred thousand dollar house at a ten percent increase is twenty thousand. Yeah. So if you can, uh, you know, utilize that equity. I did a loan for um, uh, a customer, and he's like, "I'm not sure I can afford a three hundred thousand dollar house." I'm like, "Well, what if we take some of your equity and pay off your debt? <coughs> and now your payments, you know, uh, with tax insurance, ABC, but you have no other monthly debt." And they're like, "Well, that we can do." Yeah, you know. So sometimes it's just financial planning, and that's that's what you know you do. That's what I do. You know, we're 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 loan officers. We take your loan application. But we also educate you, yeah. And we're a financial planner for yeah. you. They're like, "What's your goal? When do you want to have this house paid off? When are you going to retire? When are you going to have kids? You know, let's let's look at all of that." Yeah, I can use my grandparents as a great example of that. So I did my grandparents' refine or purchase a couple of years ago. Um, they sold a house and you know, had some equity in it, and they're like, "We don't want anything over you know one hundred and fifty thousand." I was like, "You're not going to find anything mm-hmm. under one hundred and fifty thousand." Um, and so I. You know, walk through and they're like, well, we don't want our monthly payment. I was like, well, what if when we sell your house, you pay off all of your debt? You don't have a car payment. You don't have any of this other debt in, in your name. Um, your monthly payments on, they ended up buying a condo, ended up being less than their two car payments. Um, they had a tractor payment because they lived out in the country and a couple other things and ended up being less than their new house payment. So they're... It's not necessarily happy, always a happy customer. They are a happy customer. <laughs> uh, at least that's what they tell me. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, and not every client is the same, right? So it, it's our job to to step in and give the best advice and educate why the advice that we're giving is the best. Yeah, yeah. right. It's about caring for people. Mm-hmm. It's about you know not just trying to sell them something or fit them into a, a product. It's about you know. But uh, I tell people all the time that I should never have to sell you on a product because you're coming to me for a product. So right. you're coming to me for a mortgage. I don't need to sell anything to you. I'm I'm not a salesperson. I'm a relationship builder. Um, that that's the way that I approach the business. And um, you know, a lot of a lot of realtors that I work with are the same way. Just like Chris, right. you know, focused on building relationships versus selling because I don't have to sell. You're coming to me for a mortgage already. I I don't have another product to sell you. And I I you know I have I've done loans for. Um, competitors and, and what have you. And I've, I've had, I've talked to people that have done loans and talked to competitors. And a lot of times they're being sent to uh, an application or an online, uh, which we have an online as well, but we do the relationship uh, discussion, uh, education along with it versus just filling out, you know, an application um, online and then, uh, yeah, you're approved, you're not approved. You know, um, yeah. you've got to have that voice. You've got to have that conversation where you're actually talking to people about uh, what's available for them. Yeah, Dan and I could talk about this stuff all day. You're just <laughs> hearing us <laughs> ramble. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Dan, any other advice you could give to a homeowner uh, right now um, on a refinance? When is a good time for them? That, I think, is a discussion to have. And I've told people, uh, I've talked to on the phone today, now, w with your circumstance, now is not the time to refinance. I've got Let's, a great example of this. Yeah. You know the example I'm thinking of, I'm sure. Dan had a client when I first started. Yeah. Uh, you know exactly where I'm going yeah. with this. Yeah. Um, and I just started in the industry, very raw, right? Um, and came to us and they're are refinancing their house. And I was like, Dan, the rate's going to be the same. It doesn't make any sense for this guy uh, to refinance. And he's like, well, what's the guy's goal? It's like to lower his payment. Like, we can't do that without lowering the rate. And he's like, well, what if we remove the PMI? Which was $300 a month. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And I had already told the client I couldn't do an, something, right? So that was a learning opportunity yeah. for me when I first got into the business. But uh, again, it's not just rate um, that can affect and I, and I remember three things about that. One, <laughs> one, he was getting rid of his PMI. Yeah. Number two, uh, he was going to get a uh, re restart a new escrow and get an escrow refund yep. because he needed some money for home improvement. And number uh, three, he was skipping a payment. Yeah. So he's getting about seven grand back. Uh, which was great for him, and to keep the same rate, which was 2.99 at the time, uh, and, and get rid of the the PMI, and so his payment went down. He got seven grand. He had another uh, month and a half before a payment was due. And then and he, he sold that house last year, and I helped him buy a new one. And he, and he was he was elated. He yeah. was elated. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So just it's one of those situations that. Um, you know, every situation is different. Every client picture. is yeah. different. We have to look at the whole picture. And yeah. Now that I've learned from that mistake, um, and, you know, the only way we can learn is from making mistakes. And, yeah. Uh, but, you know, now that uh, you hear that stuff, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not here to tell a customer what to do. I'm here to present them options and say, you know, this only saves you, you know, X, Y, or Z. And I had an, another one going from an FHA to a conventional. Interest rates had gone up a little bit. And he goes, I'm not sure why. I should be doing this. And I go, well, you know, your payment does go down slightly. Your rate goes up a little bit. You're going to get your escrow refund back. You're going to skip a payment, uh, which was a big deal. He needed a new roof mm. and he wanted to put a new roof on it. And I go, you could do it either way. I said, this is in the long run. Uh, you know, this costs you a little bit more, but it gives you cash out, which you, which you want. You know, that goes to yeah. back to us not yeah. selling people. Right? Exactly. I don't have to sell exactly. to you. I should be able don't to present need you an to do option. This mortgage. It's up to you if you want to do it. And yeah. He's like, yeah, let's go for it. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not a car salesman. I don't need to sell you the, the newest, hottest thing. Mortgage is a mortgage. Yeah, you can get them, you know, anywhere. But uh, there are uh, lenders that do the online stuff that do not uh, have that conversation yeah. with the client. And sometimes customers are intimidated by that. And uh, we have an online process, but ours is very uh, interactive uh, with conversations. And let's talk about what your goals are. Yeah, I mean, online for me is uh, fill the information out so it's easier for me to gather it. But if you don't want to, I mean, I'll still do one in sure. person if a client yeah. wants to. But it does make it easier if somebody fills out an application online because they're giving me the information. And then I can verify it versus me trying to write everything down and have that kind you know, it's a 15 minute phone call to get a full application done on the phone. And it, so yeah. And it saves you, it saves the buyer time, it saves so the buyer time, it saves me time, it saves everybody time, yeah. um, on a refinance or a purchase. So, right. yeah. Well, uh, we appreciate you joining us, Dan. Um, Glad to do it. It's
been yeah. awesome the past two episodes having you on. We appreciate your time. And your expertise. Really, really appreciate it. And love yeah. having you as a, yeah. as a mentor, right. too. So, yeah. uh, Chris, next episode, uh, we have Osama from the Insurer Agency joining us, um, talking about uh, homeowners insurance. We're going to start with an episode talking about from a home buyer's perspective, um, you know, how to get quotes, what to look at for quotes, uh, how to shop for an insurance agent, the type of agents that are out there. Um, why don't you let everybody know how to get a hold of us? Yeah, absolutely. You can uh, listen to the different episodes on any major podcasting platform. You can also uh, go on to YouTube if you want to look at our faces as well. Um, I don't know why they'd want to do that. (laughs) You know, some people. Um, But if you want to email us, you can go to, uh, you can email us at whattherealestate at gmail.com. We'd love to see your questions come in. And uh, so we can understand better what you guys need. Yeah, any suggestions you have for episodes that we should do or guests that we should have on, uh, please feel free to shoot that information over to us. But uh, don't forget, don't forget to like and subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, We'd love to be able to get those episodes, new episodes out directly to you so you guys know when they're coming out. And uh, yeah, for sure. Dan, thanks for ha- uh, joining us today. Glad to do it. Um, for we're me. super excited to have the, the content for uh, our listeners. And uh, Chris, I uh, look forward to the next episode with you. Beautiful. Sounds great. great. All right. Cool.